it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. So the media had its Super Bowl this weekend. The White House Correspondents Dinner. White House Correspondents Association Dinner. And what's amazing is uh, the... I mean, it was not hard to predict. But it couldn't have been more cartoonish if these people tried. Now, I'm going to spare you playing clips. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I don't think Trevor Noah is funny anymore. Trevor Noah used to be funny. If you look back on his old stand-up comedy routines, they were pretty funny. Where he poked fun at everyone and everything. Including himself. But now he's woke. And uh, he never grew his hair out like it is now, back then. As a matter of fact, he used to make jokes. One of his jokes was uh, making Democrats' heads explode when he would go in for something like a bank account and he would fill out that he was white because he's biracial. But now he's woke, so he doesn't do that anymore. Joe Biden was a disaster. The whole thing was a disaster. But cartoonishly, you have a bunch of people in there that think that they are the wokest of the woke, the... The height, the summit, the pinnacle, the apex of of intellectualism and the intelligentsia. The staff were wearing masks. The people that have been barking at us about COVID for over two years now gathered en masse, and I mean en masse, pre-parties, the actual event, the after parties, packed in a tight room, sipping cocktails, laughing at one another's dumb jokes, or Trump impersonations. And the only people that had to wear a mask were the staff. So the little people, the drink bearers. Boy, champagne over here. Champagne. Now, move. The fabulous people made the little people wear masks. And they don't don't see anything wrong with it. This is how Washington operates. This is how these people operate. This is who they are. And they can't understand, you know, they they can't understand why they're losing influence. That if you look at all the polling, the polling is running 180 to the media narrative, which is the complete opposite. Oh, and uh, Dr. Fauci apparently attended a bunch of pre-parties, but not the actual event because that would be dangerous. Hello, Don. Don Lemon, my good friend. Come here. Give me a kiss. There he's not worried about viruses. But as far as where the cameras were, Fauci was nowhere to be found. But they had good laughs about rent going up and food prices going up and inflation going up. A bunch of people who are completely above it and unaffected, who are doing nothing but messaging for the Democratic Party, were sipping champagne in fine gowns and tuxedos. While the average American is paying seventh or is losing, we should really say it like this. It's not that inflation is going to take a direct $7,000 out of your bank account or your pay. You're going to lose $7,000 worth of purchasing power, which, yes, it kind of does the same thing. But to see the image of CNN anchors and MSNBC anchors with their celebrity friends and their celebrity dates sitting there with their pinkies outstretched as people in bow ties and tuxedo jackets, at least the waiter type, not the after six type, you know, the red service jacket type, we're filling their glasses with masks on. I don't know who still buys this. The Democrat Party has completely departed 
the average working class person in this country. See, I used to talk about corporate power. Now the Democrats are the party of corporate power because of woke capitalism. This is not hard to understand. Big businesses, corporations made a deal to protect their profits and their market share. The Democrats promised them that they would give them barriers to competition and protect them from innovation so long as they did the bidding of the Democrat Party and thus acted woke. What the hell was this trip for Nancy? What was Nancy Pelosi doing in Ukraine? Nancy Pelosi is not the Secretary of State. She's not the President of the United States. She's not an intelligence official. What did we just give Ukraine? Another $33 billion? Another $33 billion? What is she making sure that, that Zelensky invests in construction companies and infrastructure companies where her husband's invested in? What the hell is going on here? This, if you think that the Hunter Biden... The Hunter Biden Burisma story was just some some minor thing, a distraction. No. These people that have been populating Washington for 20, 30 years, if not longer, have been installing their kids and family members in multinational corporations, boards of directors, and NGOs for as long as this is as old as political time. So we give tens of millions of dollars to NGOs in places like Guatemala or Honduras that just so happen to have a laundry list of Democrats on the board of directors and thus getting paid. We're transferring our American earned wealth to other nations. Joe Biden talks a good game about making Putin pay. Putin pay? Putin's not paying for anything. We're paying for it. That is not, see now, and this is where we are right now with all of this. If you say anything critical of Biden or Zelensky, because now we know the ghost of Kiev is just that, a ghost. There is no ghost of Kiev, right? That was propaganda. That in no way, shape, or form supports any argument that Putin had for invading Ukraine. This is terrible. It's awful. It's a humanitarian crisis. There's no denying it. There's no denazifying the Donbass. That's not what this is. This is about a land bridge connecting Russia to Crimea. That's it. They want to slice up Ukraine so they can have that land bridge. And they're doing as much damage to the nation as possible to achieve it. That being said, criticizing our response or Pelosi or Biden or even Zelensky is not supporting Putin, but that's, that's how this game is played. If Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats are ringing the cash register of foreign aid and you question them, they'll say you're with Putin and people are afraid to be with Putin, just like they're afraid to be called racist. It's the same thing we're seeing at the border here. This whole idea of replacement theory has been now branded as white supremacist and racist. No matter how bad the polls are for Democrats with the Hispanic vote, especially in border communities in Texas, that anyone who questions the open border and its purpose, its intent, its reason, its outcome is now accused of white nationalism for promoting the replacement theory. Well, let me ask you, what do you think would happen? We live in a nation with 50 different unique sovereign states, or at least we're supposed to. 
That's what the Constitution sets up. The Constitution sets up not just divided powers at the federal level. It sets up divisions of power between the state and federal government and that ensures each state has a Republican. Do me a favor. If you're an angry ankle biter, stop sitting on the sidelines and tell me where I'm wrong here. Explain my factual inaccuracies in what I'm saying. I'll be nice to you. You might be a total jerk, but I'll be nice to, to a point. I notice I'm never told that I'm factually inaccurate when I describe these things. So the Constitution sets up a democratic republic. That doesn't mean a democracy. That is also a division. There is what we vote for and how we vote for it and how we define we the people. 50 plus 1% wins an election. It does not move government power. When you say, well, he won or she won, so what? There are charted and enumerated powers. No additional power is granted to the victor for winning an election. That requires an amendment to the charter of that power, whether it's a city charter, a county charter, a a state constitution, or the constitution itself. At no point does a mayor or a governor or a president get more power simply by winning an election. And any time, stop me when I'm wrong. But we have divisions between the federal government and the state government. And in the state governments, no state is allowed to operate under any other template but the Republican form of government, as called for in Article 4, Section 4, which is you have the similar makeup as the federal government. You have a lower chamber and an upper chamber. You can call it the State House of Representatives. You can call it the State Assembly. You can call it whatever you want. And then you have the upper chamber, the State Senate. You have a state judicial system and a state executive branch led by the governor. It's that simple. Each state is supposed to operate on a, in a sovereign fashion and operate as a laboratory of, air fingers quote, democracy. Now, states, states may enact laws as long as they don't violate the Republican form of government structure. You don't have an electoral college at the state level. I think we should, but we don't. So right now, popularity picks the lower chamber, the upper chamber, and the governor. Currently, there are states that are reliably Democratic and states that are reliably Republican or reliably left-wing or reliably conservative. If right now we see, take a state like South Dakota that is reliably conservative. If the federal government begins construction on housing for migrants and brings in a million migrants, two million migrants into South Dakota, Do you think South Dakota's political order is going to be changed? The answer is yes. Is this being done on purpose? Of course it would be. That's replacement theory. That the average South Dakotan would find themselves not being replaced by people who are American citizens who've decided that they no longer want to live in Illinois or California or New Jersey and they've migrated to South Dakota. They are being brought in for the expressed purpose of changing the character of the state. That is replacement theory. If they're not doing it, then what are they doing? If it has the effect, now see, that's what they always say. Whenever they see policing, well, this has the effect of discrimination. You know, voting rights, voting laws, voter ID laws has the effect on black people. The difference is there's nothing stopping those black people from getting an ID, nothing, nothing at all. 
Voter ID laws do not have the intent of keeping black people to vote from voting. Well, that's the outcome. It's an outcome if you choose not to get an ID. If the ID is free, no charge, then you're making a choice not to get the voter ID. Nobody's stopping you from getting the voter ID. You're an American citizen. The ID is free. You have a, you have a privilege under the Constitution of voting. Get your ID. Go vote. A non-citizen has no privileges and immunities. A non-citizen does not have a right to migration within the United States. A non-citizen has no right to free housing or free health care or food subsidies or any subsidies for that matter. That is not a privilege and immunity of a non-citizen. And truth be told, American citizens don't even have these privileges and immunities. We're not guaranteed free stuff. But while we have $33 billion to send to Ukraine, and magically we're going to have the resources, which by the way, the, a writer for The Federalist has a great piece saying you, the, the president of the United States constitutionally cannot forgive student loan debt, no matter what Elizabeth Warren says. That's an expenditure. Unless the federal government owns the loans, the federal government cannot expend, the president of the United States cannot create resources. And the Department of Education would be subject to the Anti-Deficiency Act, which can land some bureaucrats in jail if they actually did it. Look at what's going on right now. You don't think that there is a parallel between the fact that Title 42 is going away At the same time, all Fauci's talking about is that, well, we have to be ready to pivot, you know, if the if the cases increase. The Washington Free Beacon has a piece. I'm going to take a break in just a second here that they're no longer. There's no vaccine mandate for migrants. So if people are traveling. From third world nations with low vaccination rates and they are immediately being processed in the border and sent to the city of their choosing. And we're tracking the increase in case. Don't, don't talk about it being immigrants. How do I not? How do you not? This idea that any analysis is forbidden if it upsets the left. It's forbidden. And how are they going to do that? They're literally saying we are no longer going to impose, impose the same rules and restrictions on non-citizens that we imposed on citizens. Title 42 is going away in three weeks. They are preparing for a mass wave of humanity at the border while they're creating something called the Disinformation Governance Board. So they're going to silence any media outlet that criticizes or questions this open border plan to move millions of migrants into places the Democrats want to flip blue you have upset the disinformation governance board you'll be silenced with a piece of hot iron melted to your face we're right they're wrong that's the end of the story the arguments on this radio program cannot be broken serious xm patriot you can join me live on the Wilcow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.